just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Rob and Callie Show. I'm Callie Alpert. I'm Rob K. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of our show. <laughs> and we're chuckling for a few reasons today because what's our topic today? Our you topic. Share it? Our topic today is friends, <laughs> friendship, being friends, <laughs> loving our friends. Sometimes fighting with our friends. <laughs> like we did yesterday. And staying friends. <laughs> <laughs> and still showing up and being happy to see each other today. And seen. That's the end of our show. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's so funny because um, one of the things that's really great about our friendship is that we rarely fight. I mean, seriously, over the years that I've known you, and I've known you a long time, we rarely get into any sort of argument. And we did yesterday. Yes, we did. So we didn't know what we were going to talk about for the show. And we're like, you know, let's talk about this for the show. (laughs) As far as when you're, you know, you have a friend or anybody, you get into an argument and you have to work through some things that are uncomfortable and it's messy. And sometimes you have to call back later. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't time it. It was a few hours. Well, you asked me to call you promptly after our first go, our first row. Right. And I wasn't ready. I was actually legitimately had um, some plans also that I, I had to take off. But right. I needed a little breathing space yeah. before I came back to you in proper form. Well, and you were smart because I wanted to add a couple of thoughts. And then what I did instead, because you didn't call me back as I went to the gym. Oh. And so I got a little of that energy out oh, okay. and and then i came back and then we talked later so it was good it was good timing you know because yeah. um yeah we both you know callie and i really love each other a lot yes we and do. we're very special friends we're very good friends people comment about the show they can hear that with us and so sometimes you know like any friends we have a disagreement about something but sometimes it gets emotional and it may not be logical at all it's just a lot of emotions flying around and that's what happened yesterday and so eventually we talk later and we were calmer and we talk things out and here's here's one of the most beautiful things about it for me is that after we talked later and we talked it through calmer and it wasn't so emotional and it wasn't even about the details so much but we did talk about the details and i yeah i don't think the details of the argument matter i think yeah. what's more important is that we didn't run away from each other we stood still we talked it out and it wasn't like a long talking it out it was just exchanging some ideas at the end and then for me i felt so close to you So I learned a long time ago a very valuable lesson about friendships or any relationship, which is when I didn't resort to fight or flight and I stood still and I talked it through, working through an argument like that actually was something that brought me closer to the person. So it really helped the intimacy of the relationship Mm -hmm. and it made me feel closer to the person. So that's how I felt yesterday when I got off the phone with you. 
I just had gone from this place of anger or hurt or whatever it was. You hated my guts. Well, not yeah. All right, yeah, <laughs> I did. As you hated mine, probably. It. Yeah, I can take it. So no, I was I was angry because I was hurt, and beneath you know, beneath my anger is usually hurt. Yeah, between beneath everybody's anger is always hurt. Exactly. So beneath everybody's anger is usually hurt, and so. Um, after we had talked it out and you know, I wasn't angry anymore, you know, work through the hurt, then I just felt so much closer to you. Yeah. Well, good. So did I. I mean, I, we, we've talked about this. Maybe we've, re- we've referenced it in previous shows and definitely we've talked about it offline plenty of times over the years. But as I've gotten older um, and especially sadly, we can, we can expound on this a little bit too. Um, I've had a lot of friendship casualties because it this didn't happen and it's really been a heartbreaker for me it's actually pretty fresh for a variety of reasons i'll go into but that um there is a full-on commitment to walk through stuff that feels shitty and that has become a huge measure of my truer friendships there's plenty of other obviously barometers and circumstances and it's not like i sit every day consciously thinking about you know tests of my friendships Um, but I realize that what's become the most valuable to me is when it's a commitment it's a marriage I mean my you know my friendships which are there's very very important to me and while I know a lot of people I really treasure many less you know my small circle of friends and like I said the real test of what I've what I've grown to value has everything to do with not running away not projecting I mean it all happens initially we both did it yesterday Mm. Um, I know that I did and I got defensive and I picked things out of thin air probably in my defense that really weren't the coolest things to say in the conversation Mm. yeah Um, it was all your fault (laughs) you you know that now right (laughs) no I'm just kidding no, resounding no for the record. No, actually, it was a complete 50 50. <laughs> just was, to, just to be was. honest, it, it always, really was. Yeah, but that, was. again, that's, that's part of the relationship. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're, go ahead. This is just going to become a love fest. We don't even need anybody <laughs> listening. Um, but anyway, that's a really, really important thing to me. And I truly value that. that. And you and um, the other friends that, and, and my sister, who's really my best soul sister friend, um, deeply. And you know, toward the end of it, when we were talking, and then we allow the emotions to come up and the anger, and we really speak from a place of where we got triggered, that is what makes you uh, more intimate with the person you're talking to. And also um, reminds us that we're not going anywhere and that we're safe. And I know for me, I don't want to speak for anyone else in the room, but for me, that's a huge deal for me given how I grew up, my lack of comfort with anger, the fact that I never knew how to really express or take issue with things that weren't working for me or that were hurting me. I never really learned a safe place to go. And I never, I've still, but um, I still struggle with the language to find the words for that. Yeah. It's just not something that I was well formed in me when I was younger. Yeah. And so when I have a safe place to do that, it's huge. And I thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, and I said the same thing yesterday. I think that I just really appreciate having a safe place where we could talk it out. Because again, I value when people not only validate, you know, the fact that I need to talk it out, but they let me do that and they don't run away. Um, and you know, I was thinking about how, you know, I have so many friends that I'm not friends with anymore. I mean, I have certain friends in my life that are still in my life, but a majority are not. We outgrew each other. 
maybe we were different to begin with and I was trying to make us the same or I thought we were the same, but we really weren't. And so I really value the people in my life now because I feel like I've gotten so much better as all of us do. We get better at picking friends and picking people for our life and making better choices as we get older. So I just value having you and other friends in my life who I feel just resonate with me more and are more like me. Yeah, go where it's warm. I hope you don't feel any pressure that you're now <laughs> that as the <laughs> as the family tree of Cali friends gets smaller, you know, is I mean, I'm joking. I hope it doesn't feel like pressure for you and my, you know, my close friends, but it definitely has uh, way more value and weight to me. You know, it really is a it's a treasure. And I'm in a play and you know this. I mean, in, over the last few months, there's two friends that um, I've had. Um, for the better part of 30 years ties with Mm. one, not consistently Mm. and the other very consistently. And I'm now we've cut ties and I'm heartbroken over it. And I will say admittedly that I've, it's probably been more my doing, which is so not my deal. You know, I don't just run away and cut ties from people. I mean, these are really important valuable relationships in my life yeah and yet i've had to i don't think i've processed either of them really yet Mm. also i think maybe i had to cut ties just to feel like there was a period at the end of the sentence Mm. you know one of them was very relevant to this this is a very very close friend of mine who i really miss and we've been very very close like i said for decades and i expressed a need to him that i wasn't being met back in december when i told him i was feeling neglected by him understandably because of his very complicated life. So I just needed to express it mm-hmm. and maybe get a, you know, five minutes of acknowledgement that, you know, he knows and he hears it and he gets it. Right. And I've, re- I've referenced this in other shows. It did not go well and we never had a conversation about it. I, then what happened was it triggered something in him and I got these mean, real below the belt emails that had nothing to do with what I had brought up with to him. Um, and really mean and all he kept saying and then I kind of extricated myself from the back and forth because it was just inflammatory and nobody you know I was not being heard and it wasn't my, my issue was so simple in my mind and needed five minutes of conversation and I never got an apology and I basically got a this is me and I'm just being genuine with you and um and and, and that's it hmm. and I'm really really sad over it I'm still sort of mourning it and, yeah. you know, how do you process like long standing friendships like that? It's not easy to just let them go. It's a, I hate to say death sounds kind of melodramatic, but on some level there's a grieving process. Now, I don't know that it won't come around. I need an apology. I need that um, at the very least just to move on. Um, but I don't expect it. Yeah. So where am I going with all, well, <laughs> where am I going well, with all here's this? what I'm wondering I'm bringing though. us way down to the raw reality of my friendships these days. Yeah. Well, and I think everyone can relate to this, yeah. you know, because people, I mean, Facebook alone, it's, you know, it's known for looking at old friends or old girlfriends, boyfriends, looking them up, seeing what's going on in their life. And I, I have friends, clients who are talking to me about this currently, that they've seen old friends on Facebook. They're not friends with anymore and getting jealous about what's going on with them or still heard about why they're not talking to each other. So I think it's really valid and, you know, it's a current topic. I'm just wondering though, with that friend, since you haven't been friends, have you looked at it to where maybe you're looking at now differently, the friendship and seeing that maybe your needs or wants weren't being met before that all along. Yeah. And that's, thank you for asking that question. And, um, I have been, 
Yes. Um, there is a little bit of a dynamic. It's just hard when you have so many years to be objective because you're so in that place of history and shared time yeah, and, yeah. you know, families and growing up together on some level and all of that. Yeah. Um, but yes, if I look back, are there behaviors that have come through in this row that we've had um, that are not new? And do I ever feel... Um, does it feel familiar that I wasn't nurtured along the way? To be honest, yeah, it does. Yeah. And that's become a really big thing for me now. I need to know that my heart is safe with people. I need to feel nurtured from my friends. Yeah. It's just a need I have. Um, it doesn't mean that I regret any of it. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't redefine friendships too and maybe change what you need of people or find a place of acceptance and reality that um, there's going to have to be adjustments made. But that's also really hard too when, again, you've had so much, so many years yeah. of um, foundation of a particular relationship yeah. to suddenly shift it. Or I don't know that there's any right answer. Well, and also it's a change and it's a loss. You know, it so is. like you said, it's a process of yeah. getting used to not having that person in your life. Do you feel like you're always a good friend? Like, have you ever had a time in your life when, because I know you as such an amazing friend. You're such a solid citizen. I'm just going to cavell for a second over my buddy Rob here. Well, thanks. Um, but, you know, you're so solid and consistent and available emotionally. And I wonder, was there ever a time in your life when you thought you were not such a good friend? Well, I think one of the things that I really like about myself or anybody else that I'm friends with is loyalty yeah. and being able to trust people. And so one of the things that I try and do as far as being a friend is to be very loyal to people. And I think that one of the things that I didn't do well in friendship was not being disappointed if people disappointed me. So I think sometimes maybe I expected too much yeah. and if they didn't act like me, I was disappointed yeah. easily or I got hurt feelings easily instead of realizing that people get busy, you know, and things happen and sometimes people don't come through for you and it doesn't mean that they're not loyal or they're not trustworthy or that they shouldn't be in your life. It's just that they're human beings. Yeah. So I think that's something I've really grown in that area in my friendships. Yeah, I would. I actually shockingly share that with you. I would say that's one of my biggest downfalls is the expectation thing, which I'm. I still struggle with it because my only frame of reference. Here's here's a crazy digression. They say that when you're like forming a sexual relationship with someone, you do what you like, right? What that's like, especially when you're not familiar lovers with each other, you do what brings you pleasure. That's what you're offering out, right. and it might not be what you know works for the other person. Right. So I only know. What I've never heard that. So this is all very interesting. Go ahead. Okay, that'll I'm be learning our, something new. That'll be our sex show part two, our love and sex show part two, which we haven't. We, we've been avoiding for a few months. Well, no, we just haven't had much to update. There hasn't sex. been a whole lot to talk about. There's not a lot of sex going on in the city, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, go ahead. Don't even get me started. Um, so, but yes, I digress. Um, so with that, yes, yes, welcome to the Robin Kelly show. <laughs> with that, in ter- you know, in terms of friendships, I offer, um, I, I, I expect, and I, I'm again, I, I'm not even proud to use that word anymore because I know I need to unlearn that. Mm. But I think my um, frame of reference for the dynamics between me and people that I love is what I put out, and I do consider myself a pretty solid friend on most days. Yeah. Um, and you know, with a certain attention span and a certain sensitivity, at least things that I try to be 
for, you know, for the people that I love. Mm. And so that's just kind of what I've come to know that I also need. Um, and I've learned also, it's easier with newer friends that that's not realistic and that everybody comes with their own set of what they can, you know, it's like a, like a spouse, not one person can't give you everything. So you sort of take the best and of what you can from all your different people and people satisfy different needs. Some are social friends, Mm -hmm. some are emotional, spiritual friends uh, that first that are support systems. Um, you know, there's a a whole array of different types of um, friendships, Mm -hmm. but I find that it's easier for me to keep that in check when it's someone newer in my life. And that perhaps my rosy colored, my rose colored glasses have colored a lot of my friendships, maybe when I was younger and the ones that I've taken into my, you know, these, these adult years. Um, So taking off the glasses, like we talked about earlier is difficult versus people that I'm just meeting now knowing, all right, they're just good for, you know, they're, this is, this suits us for this or this suits us for that, or they're fun to go out with, or we share a common hobby or whatever it may be. You know, there's different layers, different levels of tiers, I guess, of friendships. Yeah. You know? Well, and if you look at kids in school, it's like, they don't think, oh, this person's good at drawing. So I'm going to go hang out with them Mm -hmm. when I draw. And this person's good at football. I'm going to go and play at recess with them. It's like they're just friends. And I think as we get older, we all learn what you're talking about or we try and learn that, that certain friends are good for certain things. Yeah. And a lot of my friends, I mean, I've always been kind of a deep guy wanting to talk about real life stuff. You're and deep? It's sometimes on a good day. <laughs> so uh, hopefully that one of those days is today when we're recording a show. So, um, but yeah, so it's like... Um, you know, I think looking at my past friends, a lot of them were unconscious and just going through life partying or not wanting to talk about serious stuff and trying to have a good time. And if there was any sort of problem, it was just drama, not working through it. And, you know, that's what they did. And and maybe that's what I did as well. And then I've learned that I want to be around more conscious people and people that are trying to grow and improve themselves and just do better in life in general, not only friendships. So it's something I look for. And um, that's just very valuable. Yeah, I'm still inside all of this in a pretty deep way. I even as I'm thinking about <laughs> the next thing to say as we're as we're talking right now, I I don't know that I have a um, a clarity about where I am. I I know who I love. I know who I have chemistry with. I know who I care about. All of that is a given. Like you said, it's like the kids. It's 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 a chemistry thing. It's a karmic thing. Mm-hmm. There's a variety of reasons. It's not intellectualized. Yeah. And I don't intellectualize my relationships either. Um, that said, I feel like. I don't know. I'm not sure why. I don't know what it, if it has to do with where I am in my life and if it's a good thing or a bad thing, if we're going to put some evaluation on it. But I do feel like I need my friends to be more holistic, my friendships to be more holistic. Yeah. I don't know that I'm so good at compartmentalizing. I am if it's for a short period of time. If there's someone, like I said, who's really fun to go out with on a Friday night yeah. and I don't want to be deep or I don't need to have a conversation. But I also find that my, Frank, to be perfectly honest, my tolerance level for my, to say my needs not being met, but for a feeling of being filled up by somebody's company yeah. um, has gotten less. Yeah. In, uh, as I've gotten older as well. Yeah. I want to feel full and rich and enriched and like there's an exchange and the re- there's a reciprocity. There's there's people that I know who are around me and I struggle with the fact that when I'm with them, they do all the talking. I do all the listening and 
yeah, maybe I make that easy for people. That's a habit I have for better or worse. But I find that I want to run out of there or get off the phone more quickly or make sure there's a boundary in terms of how long our, you know, our, our date is for coffee or drink or dinner or whatever it is. Yeah. And I don't want to feel that way. And that's not fair to them either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's people I've actually gone so far as to even tell in some ways, older friends, where I say, you know what, I'm really starting to feel like this is one sided or that we talk a lot more about you than we do about me. And I really need some reciprocity. Right. And, you know, doesn't happen. It doesn't necessarily happen. Well, but I, I agree with you and I totally, you know, I just, most of my relationships in my life in general are kind of 50, 50. And if it's not, I'll usually say, I mean, you know me, I'll say something, you know, but the other thing, and then you'll the, ring and then I won't pick up the phone yeah, because I need to go to the gym and, you know, burn some of that out and eventually talk when we were, when I was calmer. Um, no, but the other thing is that that's the other point that I forgot to make, which is so. You know, I do have friends who I know to go to for certain things and I know their capability or their ability to talk about things or not. And and that's really growth in in me, you know, is where I realize that people are different. Yeah. You know, we're all different. And just because a certain friend can't talk about a certain subject matter or get deep doesn't mean they can't be a friend of mine. It's just that I have to know their limits. You know, I mean, we all have our limits, you know, so it's just being aware of that. Yeah, definitely. And I do think that that's a very, um, you know, it's it, it, it means, again, trying to stay away from that expectation word and just trying to be as unconditional and loving toward anybody that you have in your life as you possibly can. And not everybody's going to meet everybody's needs on, you know, every day. That's just not human. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing, though. That being said, one thing that I've been talking about for the last year with people is the basics. Like with people in my life, if they don't know the basics or they just don't understand the basics, I just don't have a lot of time or energy. And it's like, please, thank you. You're welcome. I'm sorry. I love you. I understand where you're coming from. I appreciate that. You know, whatever it is, if you don't know the basics, you know, it's like, I don't know. I just have trouble with that. And I think a lot of people who know the basics or trying to practice that may feel the same way where if other people can't give them that, they just don't want them in their life. Maybe. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. And that, that's a, was that based on it? Cause I know you've brought that up before, but there wasn't there a book like everything I ever needed to know. I learned in kindergarten or something that sounded like that, that uh, I think was based on those tenants, which are very basic. And they're the first things you learn as a kid. And yet, you know, I'm around a good amount of people that don't know how to apologize. And I'm not saying you have to all the time, but to take ownership of your place in, you know, something that um, in, in your place in a relationship, because no one's ever absolutely right. No one's ever absolutely wrong. Everything's right. Perception. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess for the most part, in relationships, everything's perception. Mm-hmm. We all come to the table with all our, our, our varied stuff. Yeah. Uh, and there are so many people that I know, and I have other people in my life too, who I love very much, who don't know how to say thank you, for example. I'm just a few faces even floating through my brain right now. Yeah. Um, and again, that could come from so many other places, you know, a sense, cause this is where compassion comes in. So it's always that line of when does it piss you off? And when do you know that has nothing to do with you? And it's because they don't feel comfortable with the idea of, uh, receiving a compliment or a, a gift or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, there's so many ways to look at it. So yeah. on some, on certain days, I'd like to think that I find compassion for people, even if I'm feeling disappointed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm very inconsistent with it. 
Well, and this is, it's a vast topic. It's like when we talk about sex and love, I mean, this is a big topic, not only, you know, family's important and romantic relationships, but your personal friendships, you know, and my friends are like brothers and sisters to me. They're very important to me. So yeah, there's a lot of different ways to look at this topic. You know, and the other thing is that I've gotten better at hanging out with people who like to laugh more. Yeah. You know, I used to hang out with people that are really depressed and <laughs> woe is me and the world's horrible. And it's like, I don't want to be there anymore. You had wanna... a lot. Did you have a blast with them? Oh, it was just so <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> There's some kind of karmic stuff or some lessons that were probably learned during that period. To- yeah, it was like, oh, I don't want to be around these people. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like to, I like to be around lighter people that are trying to have fun, you know, so it's important. Well, it's a vast topic, as you said. I am very grateful that you're my friend. I'm grateful you're my friend. I'm glad we're not fighting today. Yes. I'm glad glad that we only fought for a short period of time. We didn't let it. We we let it. We worked through it, but it also didn't take too much time. Yeah. And here we are today. Yeah. And, you know, anybody who's out there, if you're in a fight with a friend, you know, maybe, maybe. Go to the gym and then give them a call <laughs> and say hi. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or do whatever you got to do. And, and uh, you know, maybe the friendship is, is worth a phone call. Maybe it isn't. Yeah. And I think it's a common, just in closing, I think it's a, it's a combination of being able to really be very honest with your feelings and take ownership of your feelings. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, make sure that you are given and that you give space for the person to do exactly the same. Yeah. And to really hear from a place of your heart and not your brain yeah yeah it's amazing how far ego dangerous yeah it's amazing also like how powerful the two words i understand are with that that's the end of another episode of the robin callie show and we tried to be really honest to everybody (laughs) i think we did a good job if you want to learn more about our show you can go to the robin callie show.com and also we there's something else we needed to plug what was it we uh well we wanted to talk about how we're excited for 2016 yeah um we're gonna have some really exciting guests starting soon coming on the show we can't say exactly who yet yeah but one that we're especially excited about very soon you'll be kept posted on that that's right um we're gonna start taking uh live call-ins um and also we i think wanted to invite everybody to share our show with one other person as we try to grow our audience from the ground up yes was that it yeah and also it was also you know we have a facebook page so like our page if you're on facebook the robin Kelly show take care everybody take care